Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 135 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by Destinations with Character Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, you are on the road yet again. How have you been this past week? (laughs) I am great. I am in not my usual setting. I am in New York right now. We Mm. did Passover last night. had lots of turkey. Then I went into a coma. And then we're getting ready for Easter. So, you know, all the the, food. (laughs) Here's the key question for the, for the Seder for Passover the matzo balls do they float or do they sink do, does your do your I, folks go for the dense hard ones or the light usually ones? dense hard like where you just kind of <laughs> spoon them open <laughs> I like them though They're, it's delicious uh, and it's so easy to make it if you ever see a packet at the store just get it whip it up it's delicious well the 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 store packets are okay but uh there's nothing like uh my mom's matzo ball soup i was not able to make it up north uh and and visit my family uh this passover but uh if my mom's watching the stream um hi i'm sorry i missed the seder and say hi to everyone at the second one for me yes and a formal request for soup the next time you visit her (laughs) absolutely i actually have have taken her soup frozen uh, on the Ooh. plane home and gotten in arguments over TSA whether frozen <laughs> soup counts as a liquid or not. Uh, and the the answer to the question is it depends on how quickly you move through the line whether it's liquid or solid. It's yeah. it's so true. We're always trying to bring home like leftover chicken parm, and we're like, oh, this, where where do we draw the line? Um, well, I went an entire week without actually visiting a theme park. Uh, it's, it's very rare that it happens to me, but I have it's just been, <laughs> I've been right here in my office. I've been the typing cat working on the unofficial guide to Disneyland 2023, uh, which I'm finishing up the draft for, uh, which will be coming out a little later this year. And uh, so that has been like my full-time tunnel vision focus, but I managed to peep up just long enough to grab an annual pass holder reservation for previews to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Uh, Cosmic Rewind, I uh, did not get the very first day, but I'll, I'll be seeing it one of the very first few days of the pass holder previews. Uh, and uh, my wife and I are really excited to uh, go for a spin with uh, Rocket and uh, the rest of the Guardians. Yes, I'm so excited. And then also, so... You had a little bit of a snafu with that, didn't you? I had a little bit of a snafu. So if you registered for Remy last year, it was a little different where you added your party. Mm. This year, your whole entire friends list, which I have about 20 friends on there because, you know, I'm I'm usually traveling alone or with friends. I'm not going with, you know, like a traditional, I guess, family setting. So I had a friend register and he was, you know, in the haste of it. And it grouped our entire friend list. So now I am registered. It is for a day that I cannot go. No. But it's, it's okay. It's okay. It will be there forever. Yeah. I, There'll it, be more it, chances. It is, it is totally Lots more fine. opportunities. But I, you yeah. know, I, I, I do feel like this might be my best chance to be able to ride it without paying for an individual lightning lane right. or getting like a virtual queue or, or there's going to be some sort of scheme. Uh, and at right. best, it'll probably be several hour standby waits. Um, you know, for the, at least the first summer. So going to get it out of the way. Hopefully they'll let us ride more than once at the Ratatouille yes. uh, preview. They said it was only going to be one ride, but then they 
wound up letting you go on more than once. Uh, so right. it was like a free for all. Fing so fingers, fingers crossed. <laughs> Anyway, uh, before we jump into the news, uh, we have a new sponsor uh, for this week and the next couple of weeks, uh, and Carly is going to tell you all about them. Yes, yeah, so we have a new episode sponsor. It is Aura Frames, and they are the world's smartest digital picture frame. So if you've ever seen them, they kind of have those pictures that scroll by. They're the perfect gift. Um, Aura Frames, the design is super modern, and then the display where you see the images is sharp bright, vivid, and it's also super easy to set up. Uh, they've been selected as one of Oprah's favorite things for three years running, and they're Wire Cutter's number one pick in digital frames. They've also been recommended by the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Forbes Magazine, and so much more. There we go. Uh, uh, so Mother's Day is coming up, and these are the perfect gift to the mom that has everything, or you know, you just want to kind of be the star child and get your parents the best <laughs> gift. Um, each frame comes in a beautiful gift box. There's no wrapping requ required, and you could set it up in like two minutes in advance if you want and preload all your photos. You can also invite all of your family members to contribute to this ongoing through their app. So the Aura app, you can privately share photos anytime. There's no, you know, hidden fees. There's no subscription fee. Once you buy it, you have it and you have unlimited photo and video storage. So these are known to completely sell out, especially around major holidays. Like we said, Mother's Day, Christmas. So if you want to be, you know, the star of your next family gathering, you can visit the links in our YouTube and podcast description. And we have a special promotion going that if you use the discount code TRACTIONS, you'll get a discounted frame. So hopefully you'll get on that. And again, the links are in our bio description and podcast description. Awesome. Thank you, Aura Frames. All right. And now, without any further ado, let's get into the news. All right, kicking it off this week, the Main Street Electrical Parade is returning to Disneyland, and along with it, we're getting a popcorn bucket, themed churros, and many more treats. Uh, Disneyland Resort's most beloved nighttime spectacular is coming back starting April 22nd, uh, as well as the Disneyland Forever Fireworks show. And Disneyland California Adventure is seeing the return of World of Color, uh, and there's a food and merchandise uh, galore to go with it all. Yeah, so this is really exciting, especially for Main Street Electrical Parade, any hardcore Disney fans, because this is going to be the 50th anniversary. So we're so excited. Uh, Disneyland's kind of been lacking in the entertainment field. So I'm so excited that, you know, everything's coming back this month and then they are going to be for the main street electrical parade obviously we said there's some theme merchandise and stuff they are going to have a special special mary blair tribute at the end so i feel like you gotta get those april 22nd park passes i made mine <laughs> the second that they became available not sure if i'll be out there but in case uh this new edition looks amazing um the grand finale has dozen characters and stories from Disney animation, Pixar. So that looks like it's going to be really exciting to see. 
And uh, yes, if so, if you are hungry to celebrate uh, the return of this parade, Disneyland is going to have all sorts of treats. Uh, and these are definitely um, Instagrammable treats. Mm -hmm. I cannot vouch for any of the flavor com combinations, but they're all <laughs> definitely very eye catching. Um, you've got a, a ice cream cone from Gibson Girl made with banana, cherry and pistachio in, a, uh, in white chocolate. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a, a blue blueberry flavored churros um cheshire cat cookies um uh the plaza inn is going to have a special fried chicken smoky mac and cheese uh dining um so this is part of the dining package at the plaza inn um you get a fried chicken lunch with mac and cheese carrots uh salad uh and a cheesecake dessert uh and then you get reserved viewing for the parade um i've done this in the past uh for a previous parade and the one problem i did have with the experience was that the reserve viewing area the second the parade started they let anyone who wanted into the reserve oh. viewing area so it wasn't very reserved no, uh maybe things will be a little bit different this time around um but uh you know it's almost worth it just to eat the the fried chicken from plaza inn uh, and if, right. if that doesn't appeal to you, uh, Refreshment Corner has an electric relish hot dog uh, with mustard cheese sauce and electric relish. Um, first first listener to uh, try the electric relish <laughs> and let us know if they're still vibrating. Um, please let us know. Yes. But, uh, you know, of course, the thing that is going to draw the huge lines is this oh, um, <laughs> Elliot's Dragon premium popcorn bucket. It's a light up popcorn bucket, and uh, this thing's going to be all over eBay, I'm sure. Oh, uh, I'm certain I mean, there are going to be long lines to get these. I will say, though, I will never line up for a popcorn bucket, or at least I told myself that. I, I would line up for this, unfortunately. <laughs> it is so cool. I mean, the figment one, whatever, I had no interest in those lines, but this is mm -hmm. pretty amazing. Um, you know, and... In addition to the parade coming back, as we mentioned, World of Color is coming back to California Adventure. And with it, they are bringing back uh, the dessert party. Uh, they're bringing back dining packages at Wine Country Tutoria and Carthay Circle. Um, and they're adding something new that uh, I think is actually a pretty good value. Storytellers Cafe, they're adding a yes. dining package there for World of Color. And uh, I just I just ate at Storytellers Cafe a few weeks ago. I hadn't eaten there in years. The buffet was excellent, really, it is really good, good quality. Um, the the corn soup that they bring you that alone is yes. almost worth eating there. And so the normal adult buffet there is forty five dollars. The dining package is fifty dollars. So you're basically paying five more dollars right. for reserved viewing. That's kind of a no brainer. You you but the can't key beat is, that. You get five hours of free valet parking at the Grand right. Californian included with this. So that alone, it, I mean, that that's almost the price of the meal right there. Uh, so right. if you don't have uh, the annual pass that includes uh, paid parking, uh, this would be a great way uh, to come in for an evening, uh, you know, five hours paid parking. That's, that's a great deal and be able to walk. right. I, I agree with you. Um, and then uh, DCA with that world of color dessert party. I have to say mm -hmm. I did the Oogie Boogie dessert party last year. Mm -hmm. It was the best dessert party I had ever been to. It was table service. They kept bringing drinks, everything over to you. So I'm excited to check this out to see if it kind of holds up to the same standards as the Oogie Boogie one, because it was absolutely delicious and a fantastic value. 
Well, uh, I'm I'm looking forward. Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing World of Color come back. Uh, me too. <laughs> it's you know that's that's a show that has really grown on me over the years, um, and uh, I'm curious to see if there's any changes to uh, the effects or uh, many new sequences. I know they haven't given any hints of any anything new with the show, but I just want to see those flames come back. I right. love those those. Uh, well, I mean, throwers. they've been working on it for so long, and oh, the so water's long. been yeah. out, so we shall see. Um, all right, next up, It's a Small World is the first Disney theme park song ever added to the United States National Recording Registry. Uh, on April 13th, 1964 recording of It's a Small World, it joined When You Wish Upon a Star as the second Disney song inducted into the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry. Right. Yeah. I, I think this is so cool. Um, the song, as many know, premiered in 1964 at the New York World's Fair. So, I mean, this is just such a full circle moment. And if you saw mm -hmm. the Behind the Attractions episode and, you know, when they're in Disneyland Paris and how, you know, the song is just so universal, no matter what language you speak, sing, it, it was that was such an emotional moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad that, you know, this is happening. Absolutely. And, you know, they're they're in pretty good company because uh, you in the registry, you've also got everyone from Martin Luther King's recording of his I Have a Dream speech to Tony Bennett singing I Left My Heart in San Francisco, uh, Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. Uh, you know, you, you've got pretty much everything from American pop culture. Uh, even the Muppet movie uh, was inducted uh, in 2022, yes. the song uh, The Rainbow Connection from that soundtrack. Uh, but this is the first time that a song written specifically for a Disney attraction uh, mm -hmm. has been added to the registry. Um, and I mean, gosh knows anyone who has been on that ride once uh, still has the <laughs> song stuck in their head. Uh, Forever for and ever. Ever <laughs> and ever and ever. Um, if there was another Disney theme park song that you would have added uh, to our, our national archives that you think is is worthy of of preservation uh what would you pick i was gonna say yoho <laughs> i think that would be a, I, I think yoho would uh that would be a perfect uh perfect one um i might have gone with grim grinning ghosts Ooh, uh that would be yeah, another good be choice <laughs> yeah yeah or you know i i could also vouch go with uh in the tiki 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 Ooh, room yes all right um and here's one final fun fact. Uh, there are actually three different versions of the song Over the Rainbow, which is not a Disney song, um, oh. uh, that are included in the National Recording Registry. Um, the uh, 1939 version by Judy Garland, um, the 1961 version from Judy Garland's Carnegie Hall concert, and do you know what the third version of uh, Over the Rainbow might be? Oh, is it the ukulele version? Yes, by Israel yes. Kamakawi. Whoa, oh, I completely destroyed his name, and that was incredibly insulting, and I'm so sorry. But my uh, pronunciation of Hawaiian is That's not great one. on Saturday morning. I'm sorry. Um, but That's his 1993 version, performance uh, mashed up with What a Wonderful World. Um, all right, so It's a Small World Enshrined Forever by Congress. And next up... Uh, we were just chatting about this. You're going to get to meet the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind's otherworldly antagonist because Marvel.com has revealed 
that the attraction's celestial villain is Esson, the Searcher. Uh, this is a so member, exciting, yeah. <laughs> member of the universe's oldest race, uh, one of the Celestials. If you saw the movie uh, The Eternals, you know a little bit about the Celestials. Um, and he is going to be the bad guy causing all the problems, kicking off the New Gardens of the Galaxy roller coaster ride. Yes, I think this is so cool. And it just as we learn more and more about the story, I like that Epcot is in it. You know, like I just didn't expect they would go in that direction. And it's really exciting, especially if you've been following along with the trailers that they've been revealing and you see Spaceship Earth in there. Mm -hmm. And now I'm excited that this is our bad guy because after seeing the Eternals, I was like, I want to know more about the Celestial original race. <laughs> now, I, I'm going to be brutally honest. I'm a bad Marvel fan. I did watch the Eternals. Um, I, I found it a little hard to follow. Uh, I found yeah. I found the the, the twisty storyline a little uh, convoluted. So is this the same celestial that uh, is uh, featured in that film, or is this one of his cousins? Uh, I'm, I, I'm not entirely I think sure. Maybe one of his cousins. Okay. <laughs> so not, well, yeah. So apparently, um, he is out there, according to Disney, to right a wrong in a big way, and it's up to Star Lord, uh, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot to stop him. And uh, apparently, the Guardians have not uh, directly encountered this character before, but they know of him because he was previously in possession of one of the Infinity Stones, mm -hmm. the Power Stone. Um, and now he is headed to Earth. Uh, and in, and along with him, uh, we've got some uh, glimpses of the costumes um, that are coming. Mm -hmm. uh, the the Nova Corp-inspired uniforms that are going to be worn by the cast members uh who are um showing off the wonders of xandar to us uh humans at epcot and uh what's your take on these costumes that we've seen um i i don't love them i was kind of a little disappointed i mean this still isn't really gonna hinder my excitement because i'm very excited uh the hat looks like a tesla hat uh the color scheme i don't love it looks like a like a little boy's outfit i don't know i i can sort of see what they're going for but a combination of the the silhouette and the color um kind of makes them look like nurses scrubs right oh, um, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah it i mean it's they're not super flattering from what i've seen so far uh and they don't feel particularly alien or futuristic um but uh, I'll wait to see him in person to... Uh... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, it's not going to hinder my excitement because I am very excited for this attraction. So we'll see what they look like. And and thank you. I'm glad we have a Marvel uh, super fan in the, uh, in the chat because Brian piped in to say that the collector, uh, the Benicio Del Toro character, mentioned... Uh, Essen in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie uh, when they're at Nowhere and he is oh. explaining about the uh, hi history of the Infinity Stones. So uh, thank you very much. And yes, uh, it does appear uh, hints. We, we actually heard this several years ago on a narration on the Epcot monorail track. Uh, revealing that the the plot line involves the Big Bang, uh, which mm -hmm. is apparently how the Infinity Stones were created. So, it all it's all going to tie together somehow. We shall see. All right. Well, uh, let's hop from Disney over to Universal, um, and uh, we've got a couple uh, 
things happening in foreign uh, international uh, universal parks. First off, Universal Beijing Resort has announced new themed experiences, um, including Universal Studios Beijing Honor of, Honor of Kings Heroes Alive and a new Minions themed hotel room uh, coming yes, to their hotel. This looks really cool. I mean, you know, obviously in Universal Orlando, we have the Minion theme rooms. We have the Jurassic Park theme rooms. I think this is a great option. I mean, the entire Minions hotel would be cool. But for now, we will settle with the themed rooms that you could book directly. <laughs> yes. Um, in in uh, Orlando, they have uh, a very small number of kids suites uh, mm -hmm. that are pretty pricey. Uh, but they come all decked out with uh, Despicable Me gear. Um, but uh, here in, in in Universal Beijing, um, they have debuted new colorful Minions themed hotel rooms, uh, and each one is decorated with movie theme, sorry, movie stills and themed amenities, uh, and that kind of ties into the Minion Land uh, inside the park. Um, and then also for a limited time from April eighth through July third. Uh, there is an Honor of Kings Heroes on Parade, an Honor of Kings Heroes meet and greet. Uh, and if you don't know what Honor of Kings is, uh, apparently it is a um, mobile strategy game uh, that is uh, more popular in Asia than mm -hmm. uh, in this country. So if, if you were over there in Beijing, uh, you might be a fan of this uh, this video game. Right, exactly. And, you know, this is a new park, so it's exciting to see that they're already doing and introducing mm -hmm. new experiences and activities, you know. Um, and on top of these two, they've also hinted at something coming uh, later this year called Escape of the Dinosaurs, an immersive staycation. Um, they uh, fans of the new uh, of Jurassic World and the new Jurassic World film coming out. Uh, it going to be able to extend the story uh, with new entertainment experiences, accommodations, and ticketed products, including an immersive staycation experience. Don't have details on that yet, uh, but we will be sure to share them with you as soon as they come out. Uh, and you can also sample some uh, special spring-themed menus at Universal Beijing restaurants, uh, and they've got some two-day two visit half-day general admission tickets and early bird specials um, discounts going on for the spring yeah there's a lot, a lot going on we're excited yep. and i'm excited that they just keep adding new things and i can't wait to be able to actually go and visit it yeah <laughs> uh and um speaking of asian universal parks uh jurassic world dominion dining adventure is coming to universal studios in singapore uh, I wish that they would bring something like this to Orlando because a Jurassic World Dominion movie-inspired dying experience uh, is coming to Universal Studios Singapore in May of 2022 and includes a themed feast, uh, immersive special effects, and prehistoric meet and greets with life-size dinosaurs. Yes, like Blue. And I really love this because this is kind of all-inclusive. It's not just a dinner experience. In addition to the food, you know, they're going to have the ribs, the beef skewers, rice. I believe it also includes your ticket and everything, I think, from what yeah, I... This, oh, yeah. So, so this is uh, kind of a, a package deal um, where your booking includes a four-course dinner with unlimited alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages um, and it includes uh, barbecue pork ribs beef skewers uh, side dishes um, 
even vegetarian options. And uh, something that I think is interesting for dessert, they have uh, amber uh, desserts made out of lemongrass osmanthus jelly. Um, so I've never had that before. I'm curious what that it. tastes yeah. like. <laughs> Um, but it's like a two and a half hour dining experience um, that includes uh, the food, um, special encounters with paleontologists. And uh, at the end, you get to get an up close view of Blue, uh, the Velocicoaster, Velociraptor, not the Velocicoaster, yeah. <laughs> as you mentioned, uh, and uh, a gigantic t-rex from the upcoming movie uh, yeah, this, we we need this in orlando and then like we said it includes your uh express unlimited pass which yeah it's crazy because if you look at the price of what this is cost it's a, a it's full a day yeah a, a full dinner a full day ticket to the park uh unlimited express the special meet and greets all for uh the u.s equivalent of 182 dollars for adults uh, or 138 for children now i know their regular daily ticket price is uh lo lower than uh for the orlando right. parks because it is a very small park uh, i believe it's it's the smallest of the universal mm -hmm. parks uh but that's you know that's the kind of really exclusive experience that uh you know i in orlando they charge you 180 bucks just for the dinner easy Right. I was going to say in Orlando, this would probably be about 500 per person, but I still think with the all-inclusive nature of it, it would still, mm -hmm. it would still sell out. It's an incredible deal, especially and, if you're a big fan. And, and, and Michael in the chat agrees, uh, be fair to Florida. <laughs> Copyright Derek Bergen. Sorry, Derek, I got to send you a quarter now. Okay. Coming up next, uh, a little bit of sad news. Clyde and Seymour have finally graduated from Sea Lion High and SeaWorld San Antonio is uh, putting an end to their beloved Clyde and Seymour's Sea Lion High show um, to make way for a new show in the summer of 2022. Yeah, this is sad. I haven't seen it in person, but I've watched videos. They were a little comedic duo that mm. have been there for, you know, seven years with this uh, back to school hijinks, as they called it. And they kind of navigated their way through a high school drama and now they have earned their diploma so the final shows already happened at yep. the time to of this airing so yeah today uh as we're recording this the 16th is actually the last day so uh shout out to Clyde and Seymour but yes. don't worry because they are sticking around um in Orlando they did a similar thing uh their Sea Lion High show uh ran for several years and then was converted into the Sea Lion and Otter Spotlight mm -hmm. um and uh, same set, a lot of the same behaviors, but instead of a, a very jokey high school right. storyline, uh, it's more focusing on uh, ecological challenges that they're facing and, uh, you know, educating you uh, about uh, the care and, and uh, preservation of these animals. So uh, a very similar show, Sea Lion and Otter Spotlight, is going to debut this summer at SeaWorld San Antonio. Uh, but I know uh, there were folks who were fans of the old uh, Sea Lion High storyline. So uh, it's going to have to live on on YouTube. Yes, there's plenty of videos. Um, and next up, get your ninja on as Lego Ninjago Days is returning to Legoland Florida Resort. Uh, Saturdays and Sundays from April 30th through May 22nd. Um, and this year, Lego Ninjago Days is going to include two new experiences uh, along with some returning entertainment. 
Yes, this is really cool. So the new experiences are uh, the ceremony of the elements. So uh, kids can collect these special elemental power sticks through interactive experiences found throughout the land. And this will lead them to the ultimate ninja test with Master Wu during a brand new show. That's going to be part of it. And then as the day draws to a close, Fun Town is the gathering place where kids can complete their ninja training. And there'll be a celebration and a ceremony with all of their favorite characters. Characters. And then this is also going to be uh, going out to the Legoland Florida Hotel just outside mm-hmm. the gates. And there are newly themed Ninjago rooms at the hotel. So in here, if you've seen the pictures, there's mm-hmm. artwork uh, depicting the favorite heroes, Kai, Naya, and Master Wu. And uh, these rooms sleep up to five guests. And they can be booked at Legoland.com. And I can't wait to see one in person because it is one of the wildest hotels. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, lots of great theming at the mm-hmm. Legoland Hotel. And I, I think those uh, ninja-themed rooms even have little uh, puzzles and challenges that you can oh. uh, solve inside the room. Um, uh, some of the returning things uh, at this year's uh, Ninjago Days, um, you can strike a warrior pose and uh, meet and greet characters like uh, Naya, Lloyd, Zane, Master Wu. Um, there's a, a kicking, spinning, and tumbling show called Elemental Masters and like Lego City Stage. Um, there's also a School of Nin- Spinjitsu Training Academy, uh, an Earth Beats drumming show, um, a brick building competition, um, and there's also going to be some new treats and snacks, uh, including Master Wu's spicy Korean barbecue sandwiches. Ooh, this sounds, sounds delicious. Yeah. And all this is uh, included in regular daily park admission. So uh, check that out on the weekends um, through May 22nd at Legoland, Florida. Okay, next up, the Space Perspective Space Lounge is launching from Kennedy Space Center in late 2024. And if you've got uh, 125,000 or so (laughs) to spare, you can take a a balloon ride to the very edge of space starting in a couple years um, where you will get to hang out in this gorgeous high-tech lounge um, that even, even has a luxury bathroom and everything has uh, panoramic room uh, windows where you can look down on the Earth uh, yes. during a six-hour journey Ooh. from liftoff to ocean splashdown. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this looks like the Space 220 restaurant at Disney for it, real. It does. It, I mean, this is wild. When I saw the story first come, I was like, is that Space 220? It's not. You are literally in a very intimate lounge setting. There's only going to be eight travelers with you. So mm-hmm. you and seven people. And it's a space balloon that you're going to board. And you have this 360 degree panoramic views as you're going up. There's a bar. So if you get a little nervous, <laughs> there will be someone <laughs> making you drinks. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this. Well, it's it's going to be pressurized and climate controlled, so mm-hmm. you're not going to have to wear a spacesuit. I imagine it would be a little uh, tough to to do shots if you uh, had to wear a right. helmet. Uh, and you're going to go up to 100,000 feet, uh, 20 miles. Uh, technically, I don't think that's quite outer space. It's kind of the the edge of outer space. Um, but you're going to be going 12 miles an hour, uh, and then it takes two hours to get back down to Earth. Um, 
but you'll have a telescope up there. You'll have uh, interactive touch pads. Um, there's Wi-Fi, so you'll be able to Instagram <laughs> while you're up there, of course. And, and uh, there's mood lighting, which I was like, oh, okay. So this, they're really yeah, setting a it, whole sort of it's, vibe. It's beautiful. I mean, it really does look like that that Space 220 restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like like mentioned, even a luxury bathroom with uh, with windows. I guess that's the only restroom I I can imagine being comfortable, like sitting in front of an open window. Because really, who's who's going to be able to see you? Like unless well, this unless the International Space Station goes by, you, and then that could be embarrassing. Know, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, this looks kind of cool. I think I would this. I don't know if I do some of those other like the Virgin missions. Twenty miles doesn't sound as bad. So I'm kind of justifying it in my head. It's like, okay, that's not that. You're just going to the edge. You're not yeah. going into, and, you know. And this is this is a balloon. So you're not going to have the big, you know, loud, vibrating launch. Um, you're not going to have that intensity and G-forces. It should be a pretty gentle glide. Um, there's only one catch. Um, so uh, as we mentioned, uh, the flights start in 2024, but the first year is entirely sold out already. Wow. Um, so you can book now for 2025 or beyond. Uh, it only takes $1,000 to put down a deposit. So um, that's you know cheaper than Galactic Star Cruiser. You're but, right. <laughs> but uh, when it comes time to pay the bill, that's going to be $125,000 for your six-hour trip. Yes, and you can um, also pay in cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Which... So I think that's that's the way to go. Because yeah. the way I understand cryptocurrency is that if I invest one penny in cryptocurrency today, it will be worth one hundred twenty-five thousand uh, dollars by twenty twenty-five. Right? That's what right. they tell me. Right? Yes. Exactly. So you have yeah. you have time. So no to problem. Save up. No problem. It's like the restaurant at the end of the universe from uh, the Douglas Adams Checkers <laughs> Guidebooks. Um, yeah, that's a real deep cut for for you sci-fi fans. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, start saving up, save save those pennies. Um, you know, at, I, I if they if they offer uh, us a, a press trip, uh, what do you think? Would you do it? I would. This is the first time I've read something about a commercial flight into space or something of this nature that I would say, okay, I would do it. And it, I think, like you said, without the takeoff and all of the dramatics involved. Mm -hmm this kind of feels a little bit more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely, I mean, $125,000 is not cheap, but that is uh, cheaper than what I've read, uh, you know, SpaceX and some of the other commercial space flight companies are charging for uh, oh, yeah. a, a civilian launch. So if you want to find out more, spaceperspective.com. Go check them out. Okay. A little bit more back down to earth. Bush Gardens Williamsburg's Food and Wine Festival is expanding uh, this year. It's running from April 28th through June 12th at the Virginia Theme Park. Uh, and it's going to have two new locations and 30 new dishes. Yes, and I'm excited about the new one. So it's going to be an Australia booth and a Greek booth. So in Australia, there is going to be Snag on the Barbie, which I hadn't heard of, but it is sausage with Vegemite caramelized onions, which actually sounds really good. Uh, there's going to be a sponge cake with a raspberry jam. And then you could pair that with an Aussie mule or Australian made Foster's beer, of course. And then um, the Greek booth is going to have fried cheese balls with tzatziki sauce and a traditional Greek salad with feta, cucumbers, red onions, and tomatoes. And these sound great. Yeah, they all sound... 
I would say they mostly all sound really delicious. Uh, you you shouted out that uh, sausage with Vegemite caramelized onions. So why don't you tell the folks listening who might not know what Vegemite is? So it's this little jarred stuff. I don't. It, it has like a congealed consistency. I know that's like a terrible word to use for it. I can't really think of anywhere else to say they spread it on toast. So you can do like Vegemite it's, crackers, it's, Vegemite toast. It's it's a byproduct of of yeast fermentation, I think. And um, if you want to be charitable, you say it has a lot of umami. Um, yes. If if you want to be not charitable, you would say it tastes like stuff you would find between your toes. <laughs> um, it it kind it's a little 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 feedy. Um, <laughs> Yes. So, uh, yeah. So I'm very curious to see how uh, onions caramelized in that stuff goes over. Um, but uh, in addition to those two new booths, they've also got some new samples at existing booths, including um, Japan is going to have a uh, impossible meat bao. And I, I always thought bao was more of a, a Chinese uh, thing than a Japanese thing. But I guess it's Pan-Asian. Yeah, I mean, uh, but they've also really got a, a <laughs> they got a spicy tuna sushi cup. Um, Italy has uh, Luna Nuda and Rosada red wines, um, which will pair pair well with their fettuccine and sun dried tomato Alfredo. Which um, they're and, impressively using house made pasta for, which we usually hmm. don't see. Yeah, you don't usually see that in a, uh, a theme park. Mm -hmm. No, um, and the one that uh, that I would really like to try. Um, they have a booth dedicated to the state of Virginia, and uh, you can get a taste of home by sampling oysters on the half shell with uh, mignonette and cocktail sauce and lemon. Um, but you can get those served as an oyster shooter with moonshine. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's the way to go. Oh, yeah. I love oyster shooters. I usually do them with like the Bloody Mary mix and some vodka, but I haven't done the moonshine one. But mm -hmm. this sounds like something I would love to try. So uh, while you're visiting the festival, there's also live entertainment. Uh, and of course, you can check out the brand new roller coaster Pantheon, which we've talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, this is all going on Thursdays through Sundays, April 28th through June 12th, plus Memorial Day. And you can check out the full menu and all the information at bushgardens.com. Um, got a comment from Brian says uh, he's never been to either Bush's oh. food festival. Uh, but is this on par with the Seven Seas Food Fest for Orlando or not? I have not personally been to Bush Gardens in Williamsburg since they started uh, doing food festivals. The, the pictures look gorgeous. Um, <laughs> I can do. say that. Um, the, you know, the menu is very impressive. And I will say that, you know, from everything I've seen, uh, the Bush and SeaWorld parks across the chain have really been putting an emphasis on on food and especially food festivals over the last couple of years. I feel like they've all pretty much stepped up their game in the uh, food offerings. I recently. agree with you. And they have just been more consistent, better food options, mm -hmm. more exciting food options. So I would say, yeah, it's probably on the same par. And it's, yeah. you know, it's kind of nice that we're not just talking about, you know, Disney food festivals. Yeah. Now yeah. We can talk about them all over the country and it's exciting. And I have not seen if they're offering this at Williamsburg, but uh, one thing I love about the Bush and the SeaWorld festivals is they offer uh, tasting lanyards, mm -hmm. uh, which can save you a lot of money. Uh, so oh, yeah. if you are there, uh, check into that and see if those are available. Uh, next up, 
the Grand Orlando Resort has announced a $35 million, renova $35 million renovation um, that is going to take uh, the Grand Orlando Resort in Celebration, Florida, near Walt Disney World. Um, it's going to transform the guest rooms, the suites, the pool areas, and the restaurant. Uh, and when it's all complete in 2023, uh, this 718-room hotel, which used to be a Wyndham, uh, will be branded a Delta by Marriott Resort. Yes, I'm excited for this. Uh, a lot of the Marriott-run properties in Central Florida are pretty top-notch. You know, you think mm -hmm. like Swan and Dolphin. So that's what I'm kind of, I went into it mentally thinking like, hey, this is going to get like a Swan and Dolphin level makeover. Mm -hmm. And it'll be a great you know, new spot to check out for those visiting and wanting more of, you know, you don't want to stay on property. You want to use your Marriott Bonvoy points, which is important, you know, if you're traveling often. And the renderings and the pictures we've seen so far look incredible. Yeah, they've already completed renovation of the lobby and two of the six towers. Um, they're going to be completing the rest of the construction one tower at a time. But we do have pictures of some of the renovated rooms uh, and the lobby. Very clean. Um, very monochromatic. Uh, there's mm -hmm. nothing about this that screams Disney vacation. Um, it's, you know, kind of businesslike, uh, but sophisticated um, and uh, also kind of airy. Um, you know, it's not not big, dark, heavy stuff. Um, right. Very, yeah. I was kind of getting a little very, lots of light. Uh, Swan Reserve-ish mm -hmm. vibes. Yep. Very modern. Uh, there's going to be three swimming pools with waterfall yep. and slide. There is four restaurants, which is pretty exciting, you know, if you want to go back and relax and not go out again. And they're going to have complimentary transportation between the hotel and then Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. Yeah, it's not an official on-site Walt mm -hmm. Disney World hotel, right? Uh, but in terms of location, it's you know kind of best of both worlds because you've got you've got decent access to uh, all of the the parks in the area. Um, so uh, if you are interested in more information, you can head on over to Grand Orlando Resort Celebration dot com. Uh, and finally, I am bummed. Uh, I'm heading out to Las Vegas in uh, just uh, a week or so, and this will not be ready for me for this trip, but hopefully the next trip, uh, the Escape It escape room is coming to Las Vegas, uh, picking up where the horror film franchise left off. Escape It is going to leave players to find their way through more than 20 rooms of terror before their luck runs out. Um, I have been a fan of it back since I read the original Stephen King book at a really inappropriate age, like yeah. fifth, fifth grade, maybe. That was uh, me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. And <laughs> I, I love I loved the original miniseries with Tim Curry. Um, I really liked the first It movie. Uh, and then there was a second It movie. And uh, we'll move on from there. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I like the second one. You liked it, chapter yes, two? All I, right, we'll, we'll take I, this I, offline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I but, love this. I'm excited for this. It kind of, I don't know why, I'm envisioning uh, Terror on Church Street, which if you were a 1990s Orlando <laughs> fan, yes. the, the immersive nature and just how large scale this is. It's like, it's not even fair to really call it an escape room, even though it is, mm -hmm. but this just seems kind of next level immersive yeah. entertainment. So you're going to have, uh, this is going to, as they say, ramp up the typical escape room with 20 plus interactive rooms. It's going to have state of the art, special effects, lighting, animatronics, 
plus live actors. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to combine elements of like a haunted, immersive mm -hmm. experience along with the puzzles and the critical thinking of an escape room. And it is officially licensed in collaboration with Warner Brothers themed entertainment um, uh, in cooperation with uh, Egan Escape Productions. Um, it's going to be, they don't give us an exact location yet. They say it's in the heart of Sin City. Uh, but they're going to recreate iconic locations from the films like the Kneebolt House, the Losers Clubhouse, uh, the Derry Canal Days Festival, and, of course, the sewers where Pennywise lurks. I, I have high hopes for this. I, I will be doing this when it opens. Uh, like you said, they didn't say where it's going to be off the strip somewhere. And like they said, there's going to be some themed photo ops and a shop. Yeah. Yes. So this is going to be, I think, a must visit for, you know, immersive entertainment fans. So I, I am curious. Uh, I'm going to do a little hunting uh, while I'm in Vegas. I'm curious if this is going to be near or associated with the Saw Escape Room, uh, which I uh, got to do a few years ago. And if this is anywhere on that this that level, uh, this is going to be fantastic because that that Saw Escape Room is straight out of the movies. Um, mm -hmm. It was definitely the most intense escape room I've ever done. Um, and there's also a Blair Witch escape room that uh, recently opened in Vegas. So for horror fans who like puzzles, this is going to be like Nirvana. You have three really major franchises that you'll be able to you know, step through the movie screen. Uh, uh, Brian remembers a few years ago, they, um, I believe it was part of horror made here maybe uh it was mm -hmm. on the warner brothers lot they did a uh they did an, a pop-up it a walkthrough experience um so uh maybe maybe some elements similar to that will uh will be part of this but uh it's not going to open until the fall so i'm going to miss it uh on this trip but uh next hopefully time. next time uh if you're interested in more information um when tickets go on sale head on over to escapeit.com well, okay, that just about brings us to uh, the end of our news in the queue. But before we get into this week's main attraction, I think it's time for us to hear a quick yes. word from our sponsors. Here at Destinations with Character Travel, we offer the best experience with your travels. Need to visit the thrilling Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World? Maybe lounge about on a Disney cruise or any other major cruise line? No problem. So if you're looking for a stress and hassle-free vacation, visit us at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Contact us today and let us plan a magical vacation for you and your family. It's time for the main attraction! Okay, so for our main attraction this week, Nostalgia Rules Run Disney's Springtime Surprise Weekend uh, and throwback themes have been revealed for the 2023 Disney Run events. Yes, and if you saw this announcement, the artwork alone may make you want to buy running shoes because it is pretty cool. And <laughs> it's interesting that they're leaning so hard into nostalgia with run disney i wish some of these elements were a bit in the 50th celebration 
but right. I guess yeah. but I guess we'll take what we can get. Um, <laughs> so the, many know the springtime surprise weekend just wrapped at Walt Disney World, and that had the Tower of Terror 10 mile, which was an awesome throwback. And if you saw pictures on the course, there were so many touches and homages to yesteryear of Disney. You had the Adventures Club cast members, you know, Samantha Sterling and all yeah. of them. Oh, there we go. All mm-hmm. of them were on the course. So there was a lot of really cool moments on here. Yes. Uh, I saw some of uh, some friends of mine were dressed up as Tower of Teller, Tower, sorry, Tower of Terror bellhops uh, for a, uh, a spooky photo op. Uh, I remember, didn't you say something about this um, 10 miler? Weren't you going to participate? In I, that I, one? Was, <laughs> I, I was supposed to. And then jelly rolls happened. Ah, so uh, yeah, I, Jelly I Rolls not, does that. Yeah, it, it, it was well, fine. You, you missed your chance to to meet uh, Agent P. Uh, we haven't yes. seen him out and about in, in quite a long time. Um, it does seem like uh, the 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 running route went through Galaxy's Edge for the first time. Uh, so yes, that's kind of a big first, deal. Yep, and um, Toy Storyland. So these were the first run Disney races yes, to go through uh, both of those. But it didn't look like they have any uh, character encounter stops uh, or or major photo ops inside with characters inside uh, Galaxy's Edge. They just had some stormtroopers up top waving folks along. Um, but uh, I guess it means it's now time uh, to look forward to the next full season of the Disney run races. Uh, those are going to kick off in November. Uh, and that's the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon that's already sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got information on the 2023 marathon weekend which is going to be january 4th through 8th right and this is the og the original run disney weekend and it will be the 30th anniversary and and they are going all in Mm -hmm. on the uh 80s aesthetic um yes uh i guess is that is that 80s or is that more like early 90s uh the color schemes and yeah yeah, it kind of all meshes together because you got yeah. those sweatbands, which are definitely 80s to me, but you got the the 90 color mm-hmm. schemes yep. of that. So this is looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm sure the costumes, I can't wait. I'm not going to be signing up for any more Run Disney races, <laughs> given my track <laughs> record, but I will be on the lookout for photos because I know people are going to pull out all the stops for theming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, this this is also going to be the 10th anniversary of the Dopey Challenge. Uh, and if you're not aware, uh, that's all four races, a combined total of 48.6 miles over four days. And now you know why they call it Dopey, because you're dopey. <laughs> uh, you're going to you're going to need. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're going to feel dopey after you do that to your body. Oh, uh, for four days in a row, getting up at 2 a.m.? That and if, can't be good hey, for you. <laughs> and if that's not enough for you, um, uh, it took a break for COVID, but the Disney <laughs> Castaway Key Challenge is back. Um, so after you do the marathon weekend, if you want to hop on the Disney Wish sailing on January 9th, uh, you can do another 5K out in the middle of the Bahamas um, on January 12th. And uh, so then that, that will really collect yeah, complete your collection of uh, medals. Oh, over 50 miles? Yes, you deserve yep. all the medals. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, uh, and there's going to be all sorts of throwback merchandise. Um, I think some people who are not running are still going to want to <laughs> get some of this merchandise. Um, if you want to register for the marathon weekend, it's going to open up on April 19th at 10 a.m. Eastern on the dot. And, uh, 
heaven knows the uh, computer system will be overwhelmed like it is every time they open up something like yes. that. Um, good, good luck to everyone. Uh, hopefully they'll do, I mean, usually the Disney merch runs out for these races like day two of the expo. So I feel like they're going to probably rework their merch strategy for this and maybe make some special pieces available in the park or something because the artwork, if you saw it, looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just to round out the season, 2023 Disney princess half marathon weekend is February 23rd through 26th of 2023 and the springtime surprise weekend next year will be April 13 through 16. Uh, and if you can't make it in person, there is a virtual option so you can run along, uh, from home with any of these races, but not quite the same as running through a theme park. No, no, not at all. No. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe one of these days, uh, I think I could handle a 5K. I mean, I could, I could do a 5K. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could probably I mean, even do a half. It's I, just the early thing, oh, you know. I, I do a half marathon every single time I'm at Disneyland, just walking in the park. Me too. Yeah, but I'm too. not thinking about it. You know, it's when right. you're thinking about how far you're walking. That's when it hurts. Yes, if they brought back, you know, like the food and wine they used to do in the evening, mm -hmm. I would be all down. But. It is really hard to to get up at two, do the race, and then it's kind of like your day is shot. So I don't know how these people shower and then they go do 10 miles walking around the park. Um, Brian says, you must be committed to a race in Orlando. <laughs> Hop on a ship, go all the way to the Bahamas. Yeah, you've got to be very committed uh, in order to do all that. Well, good, uh, good luck and let us know if you register. Well, <laughs> well it says uh, uh brian uh says that he got his running gear as soon as he heard about this Ooh. so uh he's suiting up uh maybe we'll see him at the finish line okay well i think that's gonna just about wrap up this week uh but before we go i want to thank once again our sponsor destination with character travel um also thank our sponsor uh for coming in uh aura frames Mm -hmm. And I want to remind everyone to please head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Also, leave us a rating on Spotify, please. It, it really helps uh, yes. get and the word out. It takes seconds to do. Yeah, just go on your phone. Pull it Help up. us with the algorithms, yes. please. Um, and uh, if you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, uh, you can find... Uh, me at the UG series on Twitter. You can find me at the unofficial guides on Instagram and you can purchase my books at the unofficial guides.com. Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I will be on Twitter at Carly Caramana and my Instagram is adventures by Carly and I will be heading to silver dollar city this week. Ooh. So follow along for all the shenanigans and food festival goodies. Very exciting. All right. Check her out. And also please check out attractionsmagazine.com, at attractions on Twitter, at attractions magazine on Instagram, and all of our videos at youtube.com slash attractions magazine. Uh, keep us up with us all week long. Uh, we'll be back uh, next Saturday. Yep. Until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we will see you all next time. See you guys. Bye.